I was just telling Cole the same thing that you just said. I told him. I know. I just do your job. Yeah, say something. He hates you. Me? And look at Barrett. We are. The future is now. Another episode of Half Cake NXT. Your boy, Notorious Nando, and of course, Listo Larry Knight. Yeah, Mr. Knight. <laughs> All right. You excited for this week's episode, man? I am. I am equally as excited as I usually am. They are all pretty cool. I won't lie. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, uh, so yeah, the last episode, we asked you to kind of send us any, uh, any questions that you had. Um, we actually have some pretty good response. Uh, a lot of questions came out pretty similar, so I decided to just kind of group them together. Um, this one comes from Jessica from Oakland. Uh, I'll let you take this one. Who is your favorite rookie and pro? So, I guess I'm wondering, is the question like, is it my favorite rookie and pro combination? Or is it like, would it be my favorite rookie? And then out of the pros, is who's my favorite pro? I think so. I think that's what they were asking. Uh, some of them did ask just for like the rookie, and some did ask for the rookie and pro combo. All right, so maybe both. Why Watch not? this. I got I got variations of everything. Um, so my favorite rookie is Heath Slater. Okay. My favorite pro is Chris Jericho. Ah. But my favorite rookie pro combination is matt hardy and justin gamer oh, interesting yes that's a I, I didn't think you would pick them but yeah i like seeing i don't know like something about seeing them together is kind of like they uh it might be like the fact that matt hardy still had a lot of energy and he always does yeah yeah he got that energy and it seemed like gabriel was forced to match that energy so it helped him mm. i think kind of shine a, li- a little bit brighter than he might have if he was just by himself or maybe with somebody else. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, like you can definitely tell like they're using that they're bouncing each other's energy off of each other and it, like especially how you mentioned like for Gabriel, mm-hmm. it does help him a lot since he's a little bit more timid on the mic and definitely needs to build his character at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know, when you see him together like he you can see the the mentorship kind of like right there. You know, I mean, I'm sure like they all behind the scenes got that mentorship, but it's like to have that mentorship that you are not only getting, but to be also like having to portray, yeah, like in front of people. Then it's like, all right, that's dope because you know you don't really have to act that hard because it's like, all right, this dude's helped me out, so let me just you know throw it out there. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like so that's kind of like why I like Slater because he even though the, the the dynamic between him and christian is different slater does very well at shining with what he's given mm-hmm. and like he also benefits highly from christian's theme song too because it almost seems like something that goes with him yeah so just from the onset it doesn't look weird so like i think the entrance music plays a really big role so if you see somebody come out and it just didn't click from the jump it's kind of hard to get behind them yeah yeah like regal and uh skip Skip, it's hard to get behind skip because the music just it would match him but his character doesn't go with it so it just 
it's like when you see people dance off beat and you're just like, mm. you know, I know you're trying, but try harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, it's a little baffling and bewildering. So I'm like, all right, I feel like the ones that had the better, like, pro to to rookie almost like comp theme song combination yeah. are the ones that kind of just look better as like a tandem. That's a good point. Yeah. I I would agree with that. Like I, I like that analogy. I think for me personally, I would, I'll, I'll go in this order. I, I think my favorite rookie so far is uh Utunga just because like he does have a good mix of like, of course, like they're hyping, hyping him up more as like the it factor kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I do think he does have that, and he also has the um, the work ethic mm-hmm. because he's he's uh, of course the most green out of all eight. But I see it in him every week where he is legitimately trying trying to improve each week. I think like that goes a long way in in my opinion. And then um, for the my favorite coach, I'll kind of transition. I'll say Christian is my favorite coach, and then. The my favorite combo would be Christian and Slater, mm. uh, just because like uh, I think he's the one that is kind of like the perfect overall coach because he's not really trying to be like best buddies with his rookie, but at the same time you can tell that he actually genuinely cares about like teaching him and wants to make uh, Slater a lot better. Mm. Um, and they same thing I think the dynamic between the two of them like looks both natural like I, I would say like they're the perfect blend of us. Like when it comes to like half King it, mm-hmm. where like, you can tell like they're playing their characters, but they're also in real life. You can tell like they do get along and kind of like bounce off of each other and have like a legit chemistry with each other, you know? Nice. Yeah. I could dig that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to give everyone a reminder that we just uploaded the NXT takeover New York reactions video from time to time. We'll mix it up and provide commentary on the current product and do some reaction videos and other bonus content as well. You can check it out on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean. All right, so now let's uh, let's get into episode four. This one was on March 16th, 2010, from the Steeples Center in Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. You know what this date is in, in reference to wrestling? It is 316. This is the 316 episode, people. I feel like we should do more, like, wrestler holiday based on stuff like this. I remember that they were also trying to make, uh, what was that one movie Kane was in? Uh, the, that horror movie that... Ceno Evil? Yeah, 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 Ceno Evil, where, like, there was, like, a date that they were trying to get over when they were promoting this movie, Mm. and then, uh, Sean Mike, I, I forget... Oh, it was uh, May 19th. See, it it works because, like, Shawn Michaels said it so many times that it stuck with me. Well. So, like, they like fans, I think, have, like, you know, cult- culturally, like, said, like, uh, May 19th is uh, Kane Day just because of, like, that's the day that that movie came out. Rob Conway has certainly seen the evil up close and personal. He didn't even bother to pin Rob Conway. May 19th. Leaving Kane, Kane pretty much figured he'd. Oh no! He beat everything there was to beat out of Rob Conway, but Shawn Michaels uttering the date we dare not mention, and Kane thinks it was Rob Conway. 
19th. Bro, ain't that like the big boss man birthday? Is it May 19th? <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna do a side like side track here just to find out the boss man's birthday. Oh no, he's got the same birthday as me. Oh okay, that's probably why you remember. <laughs> we come from LA. Uh, then there's no video recap this week. Just straight into the episode after the intro. So from here we get um entrances. Then we get uh first matchup with. CM Punk and Darren Young versus Justin Gabriel and Matt Hardy. This is uh, CM Punk's first time wrestling, I believe, on NXT. Uh, it's kind of funny. Like during the entrance, you can tell that they didn't go over this. Where like he kind of scares Savannah during the entrance, and like he gets like really thrown off by it. <laughs> uh, it you can just see the genuine reaction. Hey, uh, you know what's crazy about this? This like seeing uh, Darren Young with Straight Edge Society, like. He, his outfit matches them hella good. Oh yeah, they yeah. all look kind of leathery black clad. But you know, he be trying to walk with his body language to make it look like he doesn't match with them. But they actually look pretty good together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I don't know if you caught this, but Gabriel and Hardy during the, their entrance, like they're trying to do like a handshake, but like they didn't. I I mean, I'm guilty of doing this too. Where like when you meet someone, like. Sometimes you go for a handshake or sometimes you go for a fist bump and like you don't know which one you're That's like the worst thing ever. Yeah. Like when it's, you get that like split second to really get on the same page with somebody and then like they go they go fist, but you came fist and they started with hands, so you try to switch back and you just yeah, don't yeah. meet in time and you get this weird yeah, the, little thing like, oh <laughs> that that's exactly what happened with these guys. So it was like, oh we got <laughs> I was like I mean huge pop though. Oh yeah, yeah, huge pop. And like I, I'm not making fun of him. I'm just like I'm in my mind. I'm like, yeah, I, I've been there, man. I, it happens, I, <laughs> man. That's liars, dude. Uh, from there, then we throw to uh, Striker really quick, and he just kind of uh, says that the first pros poll is going to happen in two weeks. That's it. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, as um, little as it was, I thought it was a nice cutaway to some additional context. Yeah, how the contest works. Yeah, exactly. So we start off, and uh, Gabriel and Young, I think. For me, anyway, they had some pretty good exchanges and reversals. Josh mentions that uh, Hardy is taking his pro role really seriously. Uh, I thought that was good storytelling, seeing like how um, comparing himself to like Regal and uh, well, not Regal so much, but with Punk, since like Punk is playing that character that doesn't care about mm -hmm. like being a pro. I think this is also the first time that uh, Young calls himself like Mr. No Days Off. I'm glad you said that. I had notes on that for sure because I'm like, how are you the South Beach party boy and Mr. No Days Off? Is yeah, it yeah. No Days Off from partying, partying? Or... <laughs> or like No Days Off from the gym because I feel like you can't uh, okay. do both unless that, that is part of the South Beach party boy That's lifestyle true. to be buff and party all the time. I think I think in this context it it probably it does mean the gym. I think later on when he grows his character a bit more, I think it's just more of like that strong work ethic. Yes, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think you're right. I think in this context it's probably more of just like going to the gym and having no days off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But who knows? <laughs> we don't. Justin Gabriel's like delayed top rope crossbody attempt. Mm -hmm. uh, it looked really smooth. Uh, I think he didn't connect, but. Just the the visual of it like looked really good on camera. Mm. Yeah, and then more storytelling, really good storytelling where Cole mentions that Young 
has been looking more aggressive lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good character building since like now that he's trying to get along with uh, Punk and the Straight Edge Society more. I thought it was really good character development showing that he's been more aggressive uh, compared to other matches. Mm-hmm. Young, yeah, sells like some some of Gabriel's kick attacks really well. Like he has like some really good fa- facials, like when he strikes him on the leg. Yeah, I I like. <laughs> It's kind of weird to say I like the way Gabriel sells his like missed attempts because then like, yeah, he tries to go for the 450 and like misses. But like, I just like the visual and the sound of it. Like when he misses, like it, it looks it looks really strong or like, oh, man, he looked like he took some pretty big damage on. Gabriel's good with that because it's like he throws it as if he was going to land on somebody. Mm-hmm. So it's, it it. It doesn't look like he was about to brace himself for anything. So right, really right, like, right. Man, he was going for it 100% and just crashed and burned. Yeah. Did you catch the the transition when they were coming back from commercial? No, I may have missed this. It was probably one of the worst that i seen. Because, you know, like, normally when you transition from a commercial, you want to come back with kind of the same person who was beating up on the other guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah, you're right. It seems yeah. like you came back in the same context. This one kind of like came back out of nowhere and they didn't fill it with an ad like for, oh, okay. for the network. So it kind of like stopped. Yeah. It came back kind of in the middle of when um Young was beating up on uh, Gabriel and then Gabriel got like some momentum with Punk in the ring. And I was like, wait, oh, okay. when did this tag even happen? And if the tag happened, how did you change the tide? So it but then Punk got the upper hand on him, but it was just like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. just didn't make any sense because it just cut it. Like, they didn't even do one of those, like, and we'll be back after this. But it was just like, yeah, like, okay. I don't know if it's like a titty popped out or something like that. And they <laughs> needed to edit it, but it it was pretty bad. Oh, uh, I didn't catch that. Good, good catch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you're right. Like, usually when they go to commercial break, like, it's something that they had just done and like they're kind of posing and the crowd pops. Yeah. And then it kind of transitions. And then when they come back, like, they're either in like a headlock or something. Yeah, it's yeah. usually something super obvious. Like you'll be watching it at home and you're like, and eh, here comes the commercial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's usually after like uh like a suicide dive and then like the the baby face gets back in the ring and poses or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. yeah. I I agree. From there I I have here that Young hits like a a nice back body drop on, on Gabriel. Like I think same thing, he sells it like really well. The crowd are really into this match and same thing like when uh when they get that hot tag to Hardy, like the crowd just like explodes. And then um Gallows gets in uh get in, gets into this match and starts attacking Gabriel on the outside when uh Hardy is the legal person. Mm-hmm. And then uh he tries to attack Hardy as well, but he kind of catches him and does like a side effect on the outside. Yeah. And then from there, uh once they're back in the ring, then Gallows again like distracts the referee and then allows punk to get into the ring and hit the gts and then uh young just gets the pinfall after that mm-hmm. and uh kind of a long match at uh 1404 it really was they told a lot of different stories like i thought um i thought they would have run with the um gabriel doing too much cost them the match yeah story yeah. that they kind of started to paint but then they just pivoted a different way so it was like really interesting yeah Post-match, uh, Gallows goes back in the ring and attacks Hardy and Gabriel. And then from there, like, you think, like, they're all on the same page because then they kind of, like, Young and the Straight Edge Society starts celebrating. But then, out of nowhere, like, Gallows then attacks Young as well and then hits him with his finisher, which is the Gallows pole. 
which is an inverted full Nelson into a modified spine buster. It, I hate it. It looks it looks so weird, difficult. right? Like the yeah. way he picks them up, and it's like ugh, it looks like it hurts. Yeah, like it. It, it looks strong, but I was just like really confused on like what I was watching. I guess it's pretty impractical there. Yeah. <laughs> From there, we uh, go to commercial break. But then Cole me- mentions before commercial break that um, that the Miz isn't here, and that he has like a surprise for Daniel Bryan. That uh, Bryan is actually going to face the Great Kali. So <laughs> mm, NorCal's finest, right there. Yeah, exactly. Ba- back to the APW roots, uh, and then. Uh, so this is the first non NXT regular to compete on NXT because before we've had mostly the pros and the rookies competing in combinations with each other. Mm-hmm. So the Kali Kali is the first guy to, you know, be on NXT. That's not a regular cast member at this point. I, <laughs> I really love this crowd throughout the night because like, it's funny, like how I don't think it's Kali being over as so much as like, his theme song being like really, really over. <laughs> Cause as soon as it hits, like the crowd is goes crazy for it. Or like they're super into it. And this just is like, true. Yeah, they were they were I you know what? I really like this match, dude. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just kind of I mean it was short. Yeah, like, yeah. Dude, so check this out. Did you know, like so uh I caught this. So you know when um Daniel Bryan does those kicks of people's chests, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like on their knees, that first one he hit on him. He blasted him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, in the second one, you can see Kali turn his shoulder to absorb some of that. Because that first one, he laid into him. Yeah. He got him really good. I was like, mm, yeah, you didn't think that little dude was going to hit you that hard now, did you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I had the same thing where, like, I liked, even though that this match was, like, really short. Like, they they did enough. And, like, credit credit to Kali, man. At least, like, I like, I can't tell you my top 10 Kali matches, but I would say at least this one was on there just based on like him selling for Brian and like just taking like that punishment, like how you just, Oh mentioned. yeah. Like, I mean, as one sided as that match ended up being, or was supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. Daniel Bryan got a lot of offense in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Commentary. It's funny. Josh mentions like, this is also where Michael Cole is still kind of like healing up on, uh, on, on Daniel Bryan out there hating. And then, <laughs> Josh Matthews mentions that at this time, uh, Daniel Bryan had 11,000 Twitter followers. And then I just did like a quick Google search before this. And as of now, in 2019, Daniel Bryan has 4.5 million uh, Twitter followers, which is uh, pretty crazy to see. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Same thing. I had that. And then um, Daniel Bryan does hit that top rope uh, front missile dropkick, which looked really good. And like how you mentioned, just getting Mm. a lot of offense on Kali and then uh same thing then the other way where he tries to go back to the top rope and then Kali catches him with like the chop to the head it looked really good actually Mm -hmm. and then from there yeah Kali just picks him up and does like his finisher on him what do they call that going to the well too often going to the well too often yeah so he should have he should have known he should have just like tried (laughs) something else um so Kali gets the win at uh 201 like we mentioned like Really short match, but I really enjoyed it and like both both guys' uh, effort in this match. From there, we get a post-match thing where uh, the Big Show's music hits. And then Cole mentions again that like Miz isn't here, but he did a phone call to his tag team partner. Um, and then Show just goes in there and choke slams uh, Daniel Bryan. 
uh funny just because like Kali's still in the ring in the corner and just kind of like watches everything over happening. there catching his breath <laughs> <laughs> but like he, he has such a like neutral face where like he's not he's not encouraging the behavior but he's not stopping it either who doesn't have any facial expression <laughs> yeah yeah all. it's like either he is like when they had a t-shirt and it's like Darth Vader happy, Darth Vader sad, and it's all the same thing. They should oh, be yeah. happy, Ray Khali. Yeah. It, Missed opportunities, man. Yeah. It's is really uh is really funny where like you just see it and like he's just there and like not doing anything. It's kind of like that medic from from last week where like uh Miz just slapped him and doesn't really like do anything about man, it. Man, look, come on, you need to help him out. Yeah. <laughs> a valiant effort though, Cole by Daniel Bryan. Ooh. Doesn't matter. Can you admit that he had a valiant effort? He had a valiant effort, but if Great Collie pins him here, he's 0-4. 0-4. Oh, Here's your winner, the Great Holly. I wonder how uh, Ryan's going to tweet about that this week. I think he's going to talk about his 0-4 record. Where would that be on the Daniel Bryan manliness meeting? Oh, no. The Miz may not be here, but his tag team partner, the Big Show, is. Oh, no. I'm sure Miz just a choke slam made a little phone call to his buddy. An emphatic choke slam by the Big Show. From there, then, we go to uh, the Raw Rebound recap. And then uh, Blood. I watched that video and I was just looking at it and I absolutely love how that video was supposed to be high quality for that point in time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kids now are making YouTube videos like that between playing Fortnite and abusing opioids. Like, oh, yeah, dude, I've seen YouTube videos now that are better than like that video. Really? Yes. Like that, that dude, go back and watch that, that uh, raw rebound. That thing was trash. Okay. I, I I think I just literally skipped that one, but oh, like man, uh, I don't know. I was so like I think I paid so vivid attention to episodes three and four. I don't even know why, but I those had my most attention. Okay. So I was just like, man, what is this? It just looked so cheaply put <laughs> I in in all fairness, I'm pretty sure it was probably just like the C team at that point just running those video packages. True, yeah. Like, in terms of like, all right, what do you guys want? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> From there, then they just kind of play the same David Otunga profile package again. I believe, like at this point, they've already gone through all eight, eight of them. Where now they're just kind of like repeating them. Oh yeah, dude. I was sitting there and I was looking at it like I, I just totally forgot the first time I seen it. But I was sitting there like, it's something familiar. <laughs> I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, yeah. Then we go to the next match, which is uh, Heath Slater versus Michael Tarver. Michael, uh, I should say, Slater from the beginning does like this really nice uh, jumping shoulder tackle th- mm-hmm. that I really liked. And then from there, uh, I don't know what you what you call this. I I just have written down like a spinning corkscrew. Dart? I got you, corkscrew plancha. Ah, okay. Yeah, it it looked really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely had that in my notes. It looks like out here hitting corkscrew planches. Yeah, uh, Mike Tenayo. <laughs> Did you notice that uh, Michael Tarver has like really loud grunts throughout yeah, like this like, match? I was like, really, whoa! Like that kind of kept me interested. I was like, whoa, man, there's a lot of intensity in this match. Yeah, he just grunts a lot of good. <laughs> the commentators like, it, it was kind of weird. Like they kind of 
role reverse because usually like Cole is like the heel or playing more of like the heelish commentator and Josh Matthews is more like the neutral or babyface one. Yeah. But then they kind of play uh role reversal here because like Cole mentions that Tarver has like five kids and that he had to work several jobs just to support his family. And then like then Matthews kind of goes kind of heel on him and saying like, oh, what, should I feel sorry for Michael Tarver? Yeah, he kind of took a dump on him. Yeah, yeah. I, I found that kind of weird. Out of yeah <laughs> i also found it kind of ironic that like micro tarver well at least cole was mentioning that T- tarver had like five kids so tarver was pretty much doing Heath slater's gimmick before Heath slater with the i got kids <laughs> mm, nice <laughs> so uh it was kind of ironic there mm, oh but of course everybody looks down on brothers for having five kids i know right mm. that's why that's why i was like oh. uh I don't it, it felt kind of weird listening to it at yeah, that point. Yeah, I didn't think we were going to go there. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> From there, uh I have like nice uh corner reversal by Slater and then uh he gets he does the schoolboy pin for the victory. Mm-hmm. Um I was going to ask you why do you think they I I don't think they call it that anymore. I think they just call it the roll up. Mm-hmm. But why did they call it the schoolboy in the first place? Probably cuz it's a textbook move. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, that's that's what I would think. Gotcha. Yeah, I but never... you know, like there are different like names for a lot of different stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some people will call a a, a collar elbow tie up a lockup. Yeah, it's like some people will call a um, what's another one that's just a basic move, a, a scoop slam, a body slam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, you know, sometimes it's tomato, tomato, and. But it's like the same thing, but it's not. It's probably like region area, right? Back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, I think that's what it is for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, he gets the the pin at uh, 249. And then, uh, yeah, I, I have written down here, like, there was a lot of, like, post-match, like, interactions where Tarver gets back in and uh, beats down on Slater. I forgot to mention, like, throughout the match, like, it kept cutting back and forth between the the, the match and, like, a backstage uh, camera for uh, Christian and Carlito, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of getting their reactions, and uh, I hate those. <laughs> it, it just you can just tell like they kind of like record those separately. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I always wonder how they do that. I'm like, what are you like? And now act like you're watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure that's what what happened yeah, there. Yeah, I don't. I you know what? I like that match for some strange reason. Yeah, like, I, I thought I did. it was like a solid defining match for them. Like. Tarver's a heel type dude. Yeah. Slater is not that type of dude. Yeah. I, I did too. And I, I liked how uh um you can based on like the matches that we've been talking about with Otunga so far, mm-hmm. that you can tell that Tarver still isn't super polished like how Daniel Bryan and Slater are, but you can tell he's has more experience than Otunga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, they've been matching up or pairing the matches pretty good to not really have anybody too exposed mm-hmm. to like the naked eye. Yeah. Like if you weren't, you know, it, it, it's easy to kind of see who's carrying who when you know, but if you're just watching it, it's like, Oh, okay. This guy's beating him up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, screw that guy. He's a bad <laughs> guy. Yeah. So from there, uh, Tarver hits Slater with a T-bone suplex, which I, I thought looked pretty good. Yeah. I just like T-bone suplexes or as they, calling in japan the exploder oh right mm-hmm. that's true from there before the commercial break we get uh, a backstage promo with uh skip and regal and you know you can just hear them 
continuing that storyline of like not listening to each other and just having miscommunication. And then uh, Vigo just like keeps getting cut off by uh, Skip whenever he's trying to tell him something. And then they just kind of go to commercial break from there. Mm -hmm. Once we come back, I, I, I just have a quick note here saying like, I really just love Jericho's theme song. Like, I think it's probably in my top three theme songs of, of all time, just because like when it hits, like it really just like makes an impact on you. Like when you hear it, cause like it's the first thing you hear, like once they come back from commercial break and it's just like, I think once they really got into that, break the walls down that's when you realize how dope that song yeah, is. Yeah, like, yeah yeah once they got rid of that like little countdown yeah and yeah, the, yeah and then like the build up to it and it just goes like break the walls down with fireworks yeah yeah, yeah. It's, dope, it's so good like it it's just like it, it is one of those like wake me up moments where like oh man Jericho's coming. Yeah, it's yeah. like that um probably not one of the greatest personally to me but or i mean i think it's one of the greatest but it's not my favorite Triple H's mm-hmm. when you hear that guitar oh, riff, right, and especially right. now since they only do it when he's coming when he's about to be the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they'll play the King of Kings when he's wearing his suit, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But when you know it's going down in the game coming out, you hear that guitar riff. And it's like, well, all right, it's going down. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, but nah, dude, that Chris Jericho is a, a work of, of wrestling art, music wise. <laughs> like it works regardless what its alignment is. Like if you're good, it works. If it's bad it works if he's just being himself it works it, that's just a great theme because like picture a heel john cena talking about your time is up my time is now yeah yeah yeah. it just wouldn't sound right yeah like that's when that's when you know you got a good theme song when it works like and you didn't need to change it for like both sides of your alignment mm-hmm. where you could be a pure heel and your theme song works and then you could be a pure face and your theme song works yeah and like they throughout the years like they just slightly modify like jericho's theme oh yeah but it it doesn't like take a it's kind of like the undertaker where like mm-hmm. they always like changed his original dead man theme to like just a different variation yeah, of it but those, like some more guitar riffs in it yeah yeah it's kind of like keeping it um just filling in it filling it out to make keep it modern yeah some people just have those theme songs that Based on who they are, it sounds good no matter what time it's in. Like Shawn Michaels, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that corny ass sexy boy <laughs> song just works for him because he's just he he owns it yeah, so yeah. much. Yeah, and then like Triple H, he owns it so much no matter when you hear it. Like how long has he been using? It's been literally been using that song for maybe like twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And Shawn Michaels even longer, even longer. Just, you eat it up, and you're just like wow. Just like Real American with Hulk Hogan, you eat that up as yeah. soon as you hear it, and it's like. You know, that's really when you know the good. The theme song is really good when the when the wrestler or the superstar or the performer themselves like really gets into it. Yeah. So like those are the theme songs I think really work the best. Yeah, I I totally agree. From there, like the the commentators mentioned that uh, all the wardrobe that uh, Skip is wearing, where the cowboy hat, uh, he says that his dad got him that and that the chain that he's wearing his mom got him that yeah and then uh the vest he just has it because he likes it um i think it's like a very austin like vest where it just it's just black and it has like some text yeah i like, feel like they missed a, a, a what could have been a good little call out if they would have made that connection yeah if the idea is to make them relatable like that would have been the one that wanted to hear it's like oh wow you like your family but you know we want you to like wrestling too yeah <laughs> Then uh, Skip hits like some nice uh, axe handle or Polish hammer, like attacks from the top rope. 
I thought looked pretty good. And then back to more Jericho yelling at the broadcast team, <laughs> which was really good this weekend. Like I, I think it's hard to tell. Like I was trying to freeze frame it, but you can kind of see like Jericho kind of K breaking and corpsing where like when the part where he yells at them, like, Oh, talk about Barrett. And then Josh says, Oh, we are. And then Jericho just says more. And then you can kind of <laughs> see him like slightly smiling after he said that. Cause like, even he couldn't like hold that bag of like just their interaction between each other. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, Skip, you know, throughout the match just keeps hitting like these nice uh, Polish hammer attacks. He stopped doing the, um, the strut thing, I think of this match. So like, I think they're trying to emphasize that he um, is getting more serious. Yeah. yeah. He is. I mean, he's still showing his athleticism hitting his little like in ring frog splash that I, I like. You know, I I'm looking at Skip Sheffield and I'm like, man, I like you. Mm-hmm. No, I think like just measuring these two, like um, Barrett and Skip, like they're both really good, just like bulky guys. Yeah. Obviously, like in modern day WWE now, like the bigger guys are super athletic, but I like the fact that these guys are like two like hosses, but like they're um pretty agile for yeah for like um skip was on the top rope like he could move mm-hmm. and like it's really cool like oh man you can move dude like barrett moves pretty well when i really think about like these these eight dudes for nxt i think were really pivotal because mm-hmm. they're all great athletes yeah so like that's really cool to see kind of it's almost kind of almost like a prelim of what you know what i mean things are things are turning into yeah so from from there, uh, they did a really good thing where like Skip was on the the middle rope, and then uh, just pointing at Regal for like approval, mm-hmm. and then gets distracted, and then Barrett just kind of like pulls the the rug underneath him, so to speak, and pulls his leg off, and then from there uh, hits the wasteland for the victory at uh, three forty eight, mm-hmm. and then um, they kind of cut to Regal looking like super disappointed, and again Regal the same as. Uh, as Miz and Jericho just like really good with his expressions, just showing like that he's super disappointed in like in uh, in the loss and didn't skip losing focus throughout the match. Definitely, it was uh it was actually really interesting to me to see them go with the uh rookie two flashy arc here mm. versus the um having Gabriel be that type of person since he's kind of the already flashy wrestler. Yeah. But to have like, you know, skip play that role of like, Hey, I just want your approval. Love me. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, well, okay. That's very interesting. Yeah. I, I like that dynamic. Like each, uh, each pairing has a different dynamic. Like mm-hmm. I, none of them feel the same, which is, is really good. It's like everybody, uh, it, you know, what makes this easier to kind of digest then like a raw storyline is that almost the storylines here and the things that are developing get the same amount of screen time. Yes. So you get to just like see it as it's developing and not feel like anything's really getting overshadowed by anything else. Like, I mean, you, you hear a lot about the Miz and Daniel Bryan, but you know, it's not like that's the main thing that they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably maybe the, the most featured because they're the most quote unquote veteran pair. Yeah per se in their own like respective rights but it's not like that's you know of the one hour show or 42 minute show like that's 15 minutes of it yeah like it's you know it's pretty cut up pretty nicely so like even the guys who aren't wrestling still got 
mm-hmm. you know, some exposure. So you always get to at least see the guys or hear about the guys. Like nobody's really getting left in the shadows. Right, right. So I, I kind of, I really like that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's like, it's a interesting concept with this uh, competition format. And it does allow like how you mentioned, like everyone to kind of like have their turn versus where like modern day Raw or SmackDown were like, it's always going to be the main eventers closing mm-hmm. out the show here. Like every every guy kind of gets their opportunity to have that spotlight. And I think that's what makes it a little bit fresher where like they just kind of rotate. Mm-hmm, with each other. So, yeah, that closes out the episode. Um, what, did, what did you think overall of the show here? Um, You know what? I. uh. Although they were pretty short in their lengths, I appreciated that there were, um, you know, a, a handful of matches in there. Yeah, so like that was that was that was really cool. Uh, let's see, my favorite match was uh the tag team match with uh V one four fifty versus the Straight Edge Players. Yeah. I like the uh I like the um the in-ring action for sure the storytelling like the multiple stories that were told yeah so like it, it it'll be interesting to see which one of those stories they really want to move forward with right right like cuz they could have had like at least four different like stories that you could have several people writing for um favorite mini segment was the quality of the raw rebound I'm telling you like it really just it was not good but it was really interesting to see like the ev- going back and looking at the evolution of like video packages yeah um yeah. best finish for this one since i i enjoyed the matches enough i i'm going with the uh the 450 again this is like i'm I, it's like cheating almost like one of these <laughs> times i'm gonna say you know what that wasn't my favorite move of the show but or not favorite move, but like favorite finish. Yeah. But if the 450 is there, it's probably going to be in the top three. Yeah. No, I agree. This week, I, I kind of, with commentary, I gave it a three because I think they did a good job of, like how we mentioned, telling the stories of uh, each character. But it was, I, I still think last week's episode was my favorite as far as like commentary so far, mm-hmm. where um I don't know what it was, like Cole and uh, Josh's, had more energy and just kind of like bounced off of each other a, a lot better. Did a pretty good job this episode, but I think I still like it com- more last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, for matches, I yeah, I, I agreed with you. I had my match of the episode as the tag match between Punk Young versus uh, V1450. Like, kind of same thing. I, I like how how the the crowd was uh, was into the match and like the the t- both teams like started having like good chemistry with each other and just like it, how hard hitting like mm-hmm. the match was my honorable mention was that yeah there was more matches tonight which uh helped like everyone how we how we just said like get get on the show and just get more exposure at that point yeah you know what i mean like what is that that's you get a tag team match that's four guys and you do two singles matches that's like what that's everybody yeah yeah and then, uh, yeah, like, I think that's what I like about this format where, like, I have here that nothing feels like a filler. Yeah. Uh, it feels like all these matches have, like, a purpose and uh, they don't feel like Raw and SmackDown where, like, sometimes there's just, like, a random squash match or just, like, a random match because, like, either someone got injured or they just didn't know what they were going for with the storyline. But 
I really like how everything here has a purpose. Mm-hmm. The production, yeah, I, I gave it a three, pretty average because like the they started repeating some of the promos and uh, mostly starting to promote Mania. Not as much as for the next episode, but uh, <laughs> they they're starting to get there because it's two weeks away, and um, so pretty average. So I just gave it a three. And then entertainment-wise, I also gave it a three because um, it was an okay watch. There was some slow parts throughout the throughout the matches, but like I said, like none of them were bad matches. They were just kind of uh, they were just kind of like slow, but they did really really well in their matches. I think this one's the one where you can kind of notice that the crowd was also kind of getting tired at the end. Um, that the first two matches they were really into, but the last two matches the the crowd was kind of dead and then yeah i really enjoyed the uh the kali match just based on like how how much the crowd was like really getting into his theme and just like the performances by both guys yeah i enjoyed like the post-match segments after each match uh good job at just continuing the stories at that point nice so with that our combined score for mm-hmm. this week is a 3.1 which yeah, is yeah buddy uh, i went a little bit lower on that production you know why yeah 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 <laughs> i uh i i think you make some good points and i'm gonna have to revisit that point mm-hmm. please do that one that one was not my favorite <laughs> the stuff in between that i i scored really high were the matches and the entertainment yeah i was you know just i thought the the length of the matches had them nice and like to the point packed in enough high spots to where like I was very invested and entertained and I didn't feel like anything was cut off too short because it got me everything that I needed. Yeah. Um. So I was with that kind of comes high entertainment for me, even with my least and uh, less than average production rating. Yeah. I, I still enjoyed the matches and the entertainment. Nice. Mm. Yeah. So that was another good episode of NXT. What'd you think, man? I, I liked it. Like, I think, you know, we, we kind of had some, pros and some cons throughout the episode but overall i liked it nice nice speaking of pros here's a little mini spoiler for next week's episode there will be no pros competing next week Mm. it is an all rookie affair we're going into wrestlemania week as well and if i didn't tell you right now you would not miss out on any reminders Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I won't say too much about that, but you'll definitely know it's WrestleMania week for sure. And then in the main event that week, it will be Daniel Bryan and Michael Tarver versus uh, Darren Young and David Otunga. So sounds like a good match. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for the next episode. All right. So once again, just wanted to remind you guys that we do have a mailing list that we will take questions from. That is half K mail at Gmail. Dot com. Once again, that is halfcavemail at gmail.com. Nice. Yeah. Feel free to send us any of your questions there. Um, I did want to give a shout out this week to our friends at uh, Westside Worldwide. Westside <laughs> Radio. <laughs> they have some of the best DJ streams, interviews, and also podcasts there. Best in the Bay Area, I feel. You can also check out our buddy uh, Black Yow. He does a boxing podcast on that website as well. I highly recommend it if you're like a boxing enthusiast or just a hardcore fan. Um, they have like really entertaining podcasts and uh, a lot of good insight throughout the whole show. So I would highly recommend them. That does it for this week's episode. As always, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye.